Welcome to the Tiproxy Method, creating confident learners. The Tiproxy Method uses a unique combination of breath work, brain body work, gratitude, and a clay-based program to affect the neuroplasticity of the brain in students. To help strengthen their mind-body connection, help them develop a growth mindset, and most importantly, trust and confidence in themselves. Welcome to another episode of the Creating Confident Learners podcast. I hope you're doing well today. It's hard to believe that it's been just over a couple weeks since these wildfires on August 8th raged through Maui, both in Lahaina and upcountry in Kula and Alinda, as well as there was a few fires in other places, Kahului and Kihei. And to be honest, I don't know exactly where to start. I have an outline here, but And we are starting to move out of crisis mode into recovery mode, but we're still in recovery. And this is, this is hard to digest and hard to talk about. My heart definitely aches and it's both heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Life seems to be a beautiful contradiction right now, but the magnitude of loss of homes and lives and livelihoods is overwhelming. But then there's so many heartwarming stories of strangers helping strangers, people stepping up. What can I do? There's no way to really know who has done what, who has sent money, who has lent a hand. Um, You know, that $5 here, that hug, the hello, how are you, the smiles, what can I do? And the numerous volunteers just trying and helping. Um, It's actually really quite beautiful to be watching here on Maui as as we live through this, as we live through these Maui wildfires of... I guess they're going to be of August 2023. And if you know Hawaii, if you've ever been to any of the islands and Maui in particular, you won't be surprised that people are stepping up. People of every different nationality of the community filling in what needs to, needs are needing to be met. Um, there's so many grassroots organizations that have really stepped up where, where everybody has needed something. And it... <laughs> For me, like people here in this community on this island are some of the loveliest people there are, there is in the world. And if you can believe it, people are even kinder and even nicer and even more loving than normal. And I've been on Maui for over a decade. And, you know, we, t- we are a Hanai family. We are an extended family. We know everybody or we are so closely knit in this small, on this small island in the middle of the Pacific. And just the sheer amount of volume of people and donations and time and effort and creating organizations like the Maui Rapid Response Group and boots on the ground and people really just how can I help it's it's really quite beautiful even while um, a lot of we're just we're aching right and so I know there's a few things I've noticed some people here and far away have been emotionally overwhelmed understandably and have been shutting down and I think right now what I'm doing is looking for glimmers of hope things that are positive things that I can do in the moment or make me feel better, right? Right now, it's the time to look for solutions, not the conspiracy, not the land grabs, not the fear. And yes, these are, you know, true things happening, but we have to have better tools than numbing out. And that's why I do talk a lot about the meditation, the breath work, movement, positivity and gratitude, being in nature, and also at this time, being okay with not being okay, 
right? One of my good friends, Dennis Martin, he's a Peloton instructor, so you might have heard him in his classes say this. Um, but, you know, with emotion, it's better out than in, whether it's laughter, whether it's tears. Um, and it's okay to grieve. There's a lot to grieve right now in this community, and there's a lot to celebrate too. So, but I find that when I look for the good stuff, the people helping people, the solutions, the, um, the sheer amount of aloha, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment, I tend to feel a little bit better and then I'm more useful in this, in this crisis mode. We're, we're coming out of crisis mode. It's coming to recover me, recovery. And this recovery is going to be a journey, a process, um, just in the sheer magnitude of what's happened in Lahaina and also upcountry and the loss of homes and displacement and livelihood and lives. So we need to have the right eyes to focus and see the good. And again, people are being even kinder here, if you can believe that, smiling more, saying hello, looking to where they can support people, support people, local businesses, and caring even as our hearts are breaking. It's palpable here, um, people coming together in the aloha. And I had read a post online, kind of this idea of Hawaii is here to show the world about aloha, what to do in a crisis like this. Aloha pretty much means to, or the lo, to share and the ha of breath. So to have aloha is to share the breath of life and to share your heart. This post reminded the public that the world needs aloha. And just if you can see the the boots on the ground efforts, the sea dews, the boats getting to Lahaina, the amount of um, hubs that just popped up where the need arised, whether it was for displaced people, support with FEMA documents, support with housing like people are doing or everything and everything with their expertise that they can do at this moment to really help out this community and again it's so it's really amazing and breathtaking to just watch it unfold it's only been a little over two weeks and the amount of love aloha community support on this tiny island in Maui is is breathtaking um, but this post reminded the, the uh, was trying to remind the public that the world needs aloha, that aloha needs to spread to the world to show the world what this is. And, you know, if you know what this means, it's the idea of if you have the means, you don't build a bigger fence, but you build a longer table so that everybody's welcome. And that is the essence of literally what is happening in this community since day one of these fires. Um, and there is a lot of fear about around a lot of things. And so I keep on finding touch points of stories to give me hope. One of my favorite stories is about Munich. Um, so Munich was burned down in World War II to the ground, you know, and the community decided to rebuild Munich to a T based on the old pictures. And even now after World War II, going to Munich, the town is beautiful and amazing and it still has its charm. It still has that feeling of old world Munich pre-war. I don't know what pre-war would have been like, but that really heartwarming place of this uh, 
adorable town you know it's still there even as it was burned to the ground and you know same with Hiroshima and you know I've been there as well the the Hiroshima almost has a resonance in the air that is sweeter they've gone through something unreal and instead of becoming bitter they have become even more loving in that town you can feel it's palpable um another thing someone I'm again I'm trying to find touch points in the midst of all this happening and another thing that was pointed out to me was you know Denmark was you know occupied in World War II as well and you know suffered major losses and so forth because you know there is kind of that parallel or reminiscence of how Lahaina town looks right now and being completely burned down to the ground it's a 150 year old wooden city um with these 70 90 mile per hour winds you know everything seemed to just add up to create a, a fast moving fire and Denmark used the time to rebuild their cities you know post-war more efficiently you know, power lines underground. So having the opportunity to take this as well, even though, you know, again, it's really painful to talk about right now, but we have the ability to relook at how do we make this better, you know? And again, that, that, that idea of Munich and Hiroshima and these cities that have suffered great loss as well, they have rebuilt and retained a lot of their charm and love and, um, amazingness so I have faith that you know Lahaina and Maui will come back and be able to create some of the things but when I heard that Munich had been burned to the ground as well and they had as a community had decided to rebuild it to a T like it just was so heartwarming to hear and on a personal level this experience has been humbling um someone else gave me that word and I was like yes humbling is what this feels like it is a a real reality check it really puts things into perspective as to what is actually important what do I really need how do I really need to take care of the people in my life and how do I really need to treat people and enjoying life as well with this idea life is both really sweet right now and extremely heartbreaking that's I I don't know how to explain it fully. Hopefully that encompasses. And things are weird. Some people think that it's not okay to be okay or that it's not okay to not be okay. And really, truly in this moment, as we are living and breathing through this situation, through the Maui fires and this crisis, this disaster, it is okay to be whichever. And like, we have to give ourselves a little bit more grace as to how it comes and it it tends to come in waves you know the emotions the strong emotions of pure gratitude or the pure you know heartbreak depending on what you're consuming as well so being mindful of how much um that might be something to consider I've had to to put my phone down a few times but really this idea of life is both sunny and cloudy and there is a call for deep listening to people who are here, who have gone through things, who have lost livelihoods, who have lost um, loved ones, to deeply listen without directly needing to fix, right? Because sometimes when we deeply listen to people, the emotions can move through the body, can feel held. And that's just as important as, you know, boots on the ground and moving, you know, there's a process to grief and it's, um, it's a roller coaster. It's not linear. It can go up and down and it can come out of nowhere. And, you know, 
it is really, really inspiring to see what the Maui community has been doing to fix and putting things into place. But again, being gentle with ourselves, it's okay to feel whichever way, good or bad in the moment. And it's okay to talk about how you actually feel and process, especially if you live on Maui, where you were, whether you were directly impacted or not, we're allowed to feel both. Like I keep on going back to we're allowed whatever our experience is. And we have, you know, multiple different experiences based on our perspectives, our lens and so forth. And, while we can feel more than one thing at one time, it's also important to realize that we can only pick one thought or concentrate on one thought at a time. So really that perception exercise from the gratitude, the importance of gratitude episode where what we focus on pops out. So like really this is a time for looking for the positivity, the solutions or, you know, grieving through the process, but like not so much the fear because that can become paralyzing. So if, and again, like sometimes we have to start small or start simple, like maybe just cleaning your environment, right? Your room or your car out or something to get the, if you're feeling really low or stagnant to get that moving because your environment does affect your internal state. And sometimes when you just do a little something, you know, an hour of volunteering your time or getting yourself moving or out in nature or cleaning up your space around you that can help move the internal process as well where we start to shut down um but again the maui community has really been coming together and i feel like it speaks volumes to the value of the community itself um the people i've met volunteering looking out for each other stepping up i mean love always wins aloha always wins we had when people needed stuff, you know, people were on boats, on sea-dews, creating, you know, makeshift Costco's and hubs wherever, you know, with the essentials, diapers, um, food, medicine, water, people like Kailani giving so much information on what the community needs and what, what they were doing. Everywhere I've looked in the last couple weeks, some group, someone, a group of people, volunteers are trying to do something and again, there's no way to know exactly what anyone does. It doesn't matter. No one is doing this for recognition. We are doing this to take care of our people, to take care of our community. And I've never seen, you know, something at this level. Again, this small island of Maui has never seen a catastrophe of this scale. I don't think any of the islands have as well. And even the paddle outs from Oahu or the boats coming in from Molokai um, or the other islands, like we feel energetically held as well. And worldwide too, I've had friends nonstop um, reach out. So a few things that I was noticing the last couple weeks is just like sense-wise, um, colors tend to be more vivid right now. So I, uh, I think last week was volunteering in the morning on Tuesday. I've been helping with Sugar Beach, creating really fresh food and getting that out to both evacuees and groups and volunteers, um, so that people are nourished and, um, fed so that they can continue to do the good work that they're doing and I ran to the beach um, here at mama's fish house after and what I noticed before work before tutoring um, that the blues of the ocean and the sky were just so blue and the greens of the palm trees and 
foliage and vines were just so green. Um, that night, I actually ended up having pizza from Colleen's, and I swear it was the best, tastiest, yummiest pizza I've ever had. Everything just feels a little more vivid, a little sweeter. Um, playing with my three-year-old best friend across the street, the sunsets, the sunrise, Haleakala, the West Maui Mountains, everything is just more breathtaking. And I think it's just because um, we as a society or community right now, or just myself in general, is just more present to what is actually happening. Like all my senses tend are heightened as this has been unfolding. And really it comes back to those simple things, a hello, a hug, a how are you, how can I help? That is really the underlying feeling that's going on here. And so if you've been lucky or blessed enough to even spend a few days here, Maui is just this special place that tends to, you know, find its way to people's heart. The beauty, the mana or power of this island is palpable. And the world's support has been unreal. And it really has been the individuals of the of a society, the individuals meeting the needs of uh, the people most affected. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of people have been like running on fumes, burning both candles or both the candles on both ends of the stick. But really, and also, you know, the, what's been coming up now is you have to take care of yourself to, in order to continue to help this society because this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. There's a lot to do in the upcoming months and years to really rebuild um, this community of where people have been displaced, the homes, the livelihoods, and you know, it's a really one step at a time and it's not possible to go at a hundred percent. Um, and it brings me back to, so the Friday after this happened, so we really only found out about the extent of things, um, kind of late Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, because unfortunately the sirens did not go off across the, 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 island and that's a whole other can of worms but I went to yoga two days after so Friday morning and I pushed myself to a tea because I could feel myself like building up pressure wise emotionally like it just was feeling overwhelming and you know, I ended up crying in Shavasana. I did every hard posture possible and then some to push my body to move the emotion that was stuck to really create a reset. And my body, my nervous system was able to reset, you know, two days after kind of this crisis, this processing of it. And it's not because I just went to yoga one day. It's the years and years of practice. And I'm not to be honest, I'm not sure I would have been able to reset so quickly because this has been so overwhelming. But it felt like literally letting air out of a tire, the pressure building up, you know, crying in Shavasana so that I could reset to be more of service right now for emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, it really is that breath work and movement and the resetting of the nervous system again, better out than in releasing tension, emotion and getting anything that's stuck in the body so that you can be more helpful, more present, not shut down, right? I have seen a lot of people shut down, which is understandable as well. This is a catastrophe on a grand scale. Um, so I was really, really happy when school got back into session. I mean, it, it most of it got pushed back a couple or one week, some, some a couple weeks. And of course, the schools that were lost up, up in Lahaina, that's a different story where kids are having to, you know, 
enroll in other schools, but I was really glad to get some normalcy for kids once school started back up. It was only delayed again a week in upcountry. But there's been, like, again, I'm trying to find these moments of beauty. So while all this was going on, there was a structure fire in Haiku, and I live in the jungle, so it tends to not be something. Um, unfortunately, there's probably was some looting going on, but I live in a neighborhood where we are a true community in this little true community of Maui, and it's an international community. And my neighbors came straight to tell me once they were told, like there was no um, delay in that. And I think that's one of the reasons people are drawn here as well. And then little moments of, you know, it's, it's interesting how being here, it impacts you slightly differently. There is a little bit of PTSD. There's been a lot of random fire trucks coming even on the North Shore in the last few days and weeks. And not necessarily trusting the people to warn us because the alarm system was not going off. I've actually found out the extent of the fires with the Kihei evacuation, like North, North Kihei, and that ended up being one of the least um, deadly and least uh, damaging fires. It was in the fields up country, got a little close to those condos up north on northern Kihei. But, you know, it's dry on this island right now. You know, we have to take care of the land for sure. And, you know, it's usually rainy and jungly out here. And even, you know, the last five years or so, my lawn has been dry. So there are so many grassroots organizations right now volunteering. I've been volunteering at Sugar Beach events with the chefs over there. Um, and again, it's really, really beautiful to watch everywhere I look someone is doing something but I know I know people who are in the official systems and groups and EOC and um, they're doing everything in their power too this is just such a grand scale of catastrophe that you have to just do the the step in front right we need the direct support but we also need to be intentional um, direct support with money always helps intentionally buying from local companies and products and businesses because the ripple effect, the far reaching ec economic impact of so many lost homes and livelihood is, um, is far reaching. The, the, and the community has just like stepped up in these really beautiful ways. And I'll link some of these uh, direct support links in uh, the show notes but you know the community has created a google document and actually as of today you can directly donate to the gofundme links in one click and it will be dispersed evenly through everybody but there was on the ground just individuals creating a google doc of all the families that were affected when i wrote my first newsletter right after the fires it was actually at 600 but before the newsletter went out it was over a thousand like that's how quickly the numbers and people displaced and needing just basic resources we're talking food clothing water um was jumping at that point and then the direct you know donations of food the venmos to directly help people there's also a direct venmo that i'll put into the show notes as well and you know again coming back to that ripple effect of being really intentional or my intention is to be intentional with where my money is going local businesses the farmers market um, directly to people that I know who have lost homes or lost livelihoods and again I'll put those links in the resources and then and in the newsletter if you were on that but and there is a lot of money there is 
um, a lot of money to rebuild coming in. And, you know, the community has been talking a lot about using Maui businesses directly, the skills, the the businesses itself. We have so many talented construction companies and skilled labor and so forth that really know this community inside and out. I think um, one of the directives and FEMA actually was talking about the community is the best resource to help the community. We know how this place runs. We know how, what is needed. We know we know how to navigate the logistics of being on an island in the middle of the Pacific. So, you know, and boosting this economy on top of um, the loss of so much and displacement and so much is, is really, really important. So what is the link to creating confident learners and school? Yes, the normalcy, which I talked about and being able to reset the nervous system through the things that I teach, the breath work and so forth. But this has this these Maui fires has also reminded me of the fact that most families that come to me, not all, but most of them come to me in crisis. It's often the kids and families where school is not working, the dyslexia is, you know, prevalent, that they're noticing that their child is noticeably behind their peers, the negative self-talk, Um, like the I'm stupids, I can't, I won't, or shutdown behavior, I tend to see kids in crisis um, where the problems are feeling too big. And it is sometimes too big. There's complex, there's multiple things happening. That is what is happening right now here in Maui. There are multiple facets to this problem. It's not only just in Lahaina, it's got the country, it's, you know, getting drinking water and safe water in certain areas. It's the displacement of thousands of people, loss of lives, loss of homes, um, you know, economic impact of the community. So it is a complex situation. And oftentimes when kids come to me in crisis, in academic crisis, it's complex as well. So it's an unwinding process much like the frustration of the first week of these fires. There's so much to address. The situation is compounded and so much is needed. And the solutions do take some systematic systemization, some time to unwind, some time to feel. I think we're seeing that, that it's starting to come together and that everything will be rebuilt with love and aloha over time. My good friend, Dennis Martin, I've actually talked about him in this podcast as well this time, um, talked about a hurricane coming through his Florida town 20 years ago. And he mentioned that you can still see the scars of that town if, if you have the right eyes. But it also makes me think about how scars are so beautiful and her reminders of the things that we love dearly, the things that we've lived through. And so I do have so much hope Oftentimes, these families come to me in full crisis, and as the weeks unwind, as the months unwind, we start to see the progress, you know, so I think we are still here on Maui a little bit in the thick of it, of the crisis mode of, like, deep recovery, and my hope is that over time, we will start to see this unfold in a positive way you know so again when I see students in crisis there is a process of grieving a process of changing a process of step by step what is the solution one at a time you know so really when we have crisis it's one step at a time 
one what is the solution right now in this moment and the process is a process of unwinding and so my hope is that the people of Maui that this community like I know that they're resilient and even though there is still so much work to do that we will shine brighter and grow together and take steps to care for this beautiful island and the community to make it better for generations to come and so I'll just leave you with my favorite lullaby which always makes my heart smile and puts a smile on my face, and I hope it does for you as well. Okay, this one's for Gabby. I love you 
Uh, 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 uh,